Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. So the other guy we're going to is we were, me and him and Cooper were together yesterday. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I lost my wallet last night. Yeah. I got gas and I got <laughs> home because I was already hurrying to get home because my mom was cooking dinner and I oh, kind of feel bad you got, whenever you I don't You done got to get that. And I left my wallet on my toolbox like, oh, on my no. truck and drove home, mm-hmm. got home and I was like, oh crap. So, it's okay. You so, don't have any money so, anyway. Yeah, keep, oh, keep in mind, listen, the $50 gift card I just got for Christmas, Aww. gone. $150 cash, Aww. gone. My social security card, my gone. license, my credit card, a couple other gift cards, mm-hmm. all gone. My wallet. The, um, so I go back to this gas station, mm-hmm. look everywhere, ask them if anybody's turned anything in. And then I start tracing up Fort Henry Drive mm-hmm. to see if it fell off in the road anywhere. I mean, I'm like stressing out. Like, I, this is all the money I got left in my yeah. right here. It, and it's gone. You know, it's a very freeing feeling when God just takes away all the money that you've ever had in your life. Yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, I got that. Yeah, you have no, nothing. I got a pretty well, big stock it, portfolio. It, it, eventually it is, it's but not when it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a nice stock me, portfolio. I've been yeah, there. It's, it's, yeah. it's not fun when it's <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of it, it's like, You know, he's what? sitting here Listen. saying, okay. I lost my $50 gift card. I lost my No, this is all I have to my name, Jeremy. Yeah, but... This is all I had to my name. I'm sorry. Are I'm, you going into yeah. debt? Coming. <laughs> are you going in the red? Or are you just zero? Oh, there zero. is con- zero there is, is not near as bad as red. Well, yeah, but we have to we have to look at context. So. No, yeah, keep listening here. I'm listening. Yeah. So okay. I'm not sympathizing, out, but I'm. Listening. I'm getting. I'm getting back in my truck. I'm defeated, devastated. <laughs> turns out all I had to do is open my, you don't know my what's Facebook going Messenger because I opened my Facebook Messenger last night at like a six or seven. I don't hey, know what I time found it was. your wallet. Hey, I found your wallet. This is like three hours before I even started searching for it. Really? I found your wallet on Fort Henry. It would save me a lot of time if I'd opened that before I left the house to go look for it. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah, and that Mister. was the moment where I knew there was a God. Who? Really? I'm I'm sure. That was it. It was just some random. And I went and got it today. She was super sweet. She. I tried to give her. Um, there. There was nothing <laughs> taken out of it at all. And I try. I tried to give her a little bit of money just because I, I really appreciate the fact that I have my mm-hmm. wallet back. She wouldn't. She told me I had to do a nice she thing said, for somebody else. No, I really? already pay it. She pay said, it, no, it. don't exactly worry about it. I have already used all the gift cards and put it back in your wallet. Like, I didn't spend it. It's like I'm just like, like that, she starts saying to me, I'm just like, you, you realize <laughs> that incident kind of caused me a little bit of heartburn. Last you're, night? You're, yeah. Oh, I was you're panicking. Pretty, you're pretty prompt on answering people. Yeah, I was seriously panicking. So he, he says, hey, let's go to the park and walk. And Cooper's like, yeah, I'll be there. So Cooper says, hey, you're still going to be at the park at five. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And then I said, Eli. And then Cooper sent you like three messages, and he never replied. No, I was seriously And I'm like, uh, so Gomer, yes. uh, we've known each other for about three years or so, and mm-hmm. you've gone back and forth to Africa several times since yep. then. Um, and you recently got back just a few weeks ago. And yep. um, uh, what's your ministry like over there? What do you do? You know. Well, we are, um, we are in a relationship-based ministry. Boy, that's a broad question. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> what do you do with your life? Gomer? So general. Uh, okay, we are. Um, what What do we do? Gosh, that's that's a. We we actually let's let's just. Two Timothy four. Yeah. Two Timothy four. We teach the word. Okay. That's that's our that's our goal. Our goal is as as a ministry is to first and foremost is to share the good news with people who are religious but do not understand the power of God. 
And that's, that's our whole of our ministry. But we also, as a ministry, we also look uh, at where we are told that we're, we're saved by grace through our faith. And at that point, we, we are God's craftsmanship his, that are created to do the good deeds which he predetermined for us to do. And so we look into that, what are those good deeds? Well, a lot of that is living by his law and by his word and by his precepts and admonitions. So what does that mean? Well, when we really go into the depths of his word, we, we see that not only are, do we try to live a moral lifestyle, uh, a sober lifestyle, a lifestyle of clinging to him and his word and, and devouring his word and allowing that to expose and manifest itself through us, that means then that we are also involved in a lot of medical mission type work, uh, food uh, assistance. We, we're not a programmed ministry. So you're not you're not there running like um, several backyard Bible clubs or VBS or um, no. doing a puppet show or anything like that. No, um, we're not. So, well, then what do you do? Well, what we do is this. <laughs> show me what a day looks like. You've well, gone in, you wake up in the morning, and what all, happens? All this ministry is in Africa, like yes. in Ghana. Yes. Um, just well, for well, clarification. It's in, it's in West Africa. We are in. We are actually touching in seven different nations right now. And um, we are in Ghana, yes, but we're also in, in, in six other nations around that area. Now, I want you to understand right <clears> off the <throat> bat that uh, the people that we're ministering to, and I need to get this out really quick, they are Islamic people. Mm-hmm. Okay, now um, I will tell you right now that you, you, no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to get me to talk harshly against the Muslim people. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because I have uh, this ministry has helped me understand how to read the Bible a little better. Paul was talking to the Jews who had been dispersed, and he said that his uh, his brother, my heart's desire, my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and the seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. Okay, so everything we do, we keep in mind this. We're dealing with people who really want to to serve and worship Yahweh. Mm. They really want to, to serve and worship the God of the Bible. The problem is they have denied his righteousness, his rightness, and that is Christ. They believe that Jesus is a good teacher and he's one of the prophets, not the Messiah, not the anointed one. And so we keep that in mind in everything we do. And they are coming from the background of, like most of the people we deal with, have never seen true biblical Christianity. So our job as a ministry, this is what we've prayed about. We know this is right, and it's what I just quoted from Second Timothy when Paul was writing, and I believe he wrote down through the ages, that our job is to teach them the Word. Okay, we, we show them truth. Now, we've heard this thousands upon thousands of times. We give out audio Bibles, and uh, we'll give it to the people. They'll listen to it. They come back. Even if they don't accept it as truth, they will tell us they know it as truth. Hmm. Now that's interesting, <clears throat> and they'll say we know we we've had several of them that have said, "I know this is true, but I'm 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 Islamic. I can't turn from that." Hmm. 
and we we've had people say we I don't even believe Islam is a, is a true religion. I, I believe the Bible is true, but I'm Islamic. My family's Islamic. My friends are Islamic. I will lose everything right if I deviate from that. And so we teach the word, and then beyond that is we help them understand how truly to receive Christ and how to start living in the Bible. And what we do is try to help them realize that most of them, what they view of Christianity is what they've seen in the media about either the United States or the European nations or what they have seen in Ghana and other West African areas where missionaries walked in and in the, especially in the 80s and 90s started teaching them how to make church. Mm-hmm. And it got, it's like you, I've been to churches where one, one of the churches, just one story, these girls started when they were going to take up the offering. They put this big box in the middle of the floor, moved all the chairs back, and these two girls started dancing, and, and they're, they're very scantily dressed, very scantily mm. dressed. And, and then they fell on the floor and started writhing around and acting like they were dying, and then all of a sudden they're just like they're in some kind of a seizure and the pastor would say, oh, we have to please God with our giving so that he can restore these, our sisters to, to you know, to their glory and all this. And then people would start, you know, like with the equivalent of, of a few coins, and they would take these paper money and they would lick it and, and stick it on their bodies and mostly in appropriate places. And they did that, and they would go back every now and then and count the money, and they would say, oh, we still need to please God. And eventually, when they got enough money, they said, oh, they're healed, everything. And they jumped up and started dancing again. Mm-hmm. So when Islamic people see that, they assume, assume and associate that with all Christianity. Wow. And so they've never heard the truth. And so they've seen something that's, that's far from truth. And that's what they assume it is. So our job is to help them understand what is truth. It's amazing how they can corrupt something like that so much. I mean, oh, that's just totally backwards. It is. And it's, one of the things that, that really scares me about it is how many people it took to get to that point. And now the, the rest of the other people, the rest of the people who are not a part of that, are looking at that, and it scares them. Okay, we have four guys that are full-time in our ministry over there. They all came out of Islam, all faced horrible persecution and stuff. Okay, if, if early on, if I, if I mentioned the term church, they would recoil a little bit mm. because their version of church was just right. something like I just described. If I, if I saw something like that and that was called Christianity, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Honestly, it, honestly if, I, if I were not a Christian, didn't know the truths of the Bible, and I saw that, I would, I would run the other way because it's, you know, like— they one of the things over there you see you almost don't want to say Christianity over here like oh I'm a Christian because exactly that's the yes image yes that they get. yes we use the term believer a lot that's good <laughs> uh, we do we do use that we don't we we don't use the term church hardly at all over there we we will say Bible study mm. and and the reason is is they appreciate the idea of sitting down opening the Word and let's let's walk through this let's let's go through an exegesis let's look at the bible and let's learn what it says and when we do that with them that's when it really makes a difference and you know that's the same thing here whether it's in america or in africa how many people don't actually know they've got a bumper sticker 
Bible mentality. And so when we sit down with them, and they appreciate that a lot, uh, our four guys, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting and, and wonderful journey to walk with them as they started realizing what truth really was versus what a lot of people over there believe truth to be. Mm. I'll, t- I'll tell you something that happened the other day. It, it really shocked. We had two, two of my friends came over. They're both pastors, and they were with us. And uh, we had two young men. We were having Bible study each day. And, and our Bible study looks a little different. It's generally very conversational. It, rather than take your Bible and turn with me. <laughs> this is it's, here or this is? Oh, over in Africa. Okay. It's very conversational. You get into a conversation. And a lot of Americans are like, well, I thought we were having Bible study today. What do you think we just did for the past two hours? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, we talked about the Bible. Uh, duh. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and remember that part about the, the doctrine that we discussed? And But anyway, we were, we were doing that over there. And finally, at one point, Adu looked over and he said... Uh, the two guys' names, he says, they, they have a question, but Gomer, please don't answer because we need them to see something. Mm. How can we know that the Bible is truly the Word of God? Wow. How many people in churches do you know that's asked that question? They all have it, but they just don't ask it. So they asked the question, and my two friends gave an answer and the two guys looked over and they said, okay, okay, it's true, it's true. Well, what they did, they heard a biblical reasoning of why the Bible is true and accurate. And they heard a logical explanation of why the Bible is true and accurate, mm-hmm. why it is the Word of God. And what happens over there all too often, if you, if you ask in the churches, how do you know the Bible is true? Oh, because when I was a small boy, my grandmother was sick, and, and the pastor came, and he shook his Bible over her, and she was healed. Mm. Or you'll hear some kind of an emotional plea about right. something that happened with a Bible or something. That doesn't answer the question at all, mm-hmm. because all that's basically, in a sense, that's almost voodooism. Mm-hmm. It's almost you know, like what you would call true magic. You know, it's, it's, it's black, it's not good, it's dark, it's, it's wrong. So what they're looking for a lot of times is, is when, when we give an answer, is it from God's Word, can they go back and when someone asks them, why are, why are you believing, why are you following, uh, we say Yesu, why are you following Him? Okay, they can either give their answer or they can give a biblical answer. Which one holds up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only the biblical answer. Right. So that's when we say we're teaching the word. That's what we're doing, and uh, it's 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 really fun to watch them. Um, so I remember one time you were telling me a little bit about. And I, th- I think this is really interesting. Um, whenever you step off the plane over there, mm-hmm. you can immediately feel like a sense of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then versus over here, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the enemy or Satan has his different ways of getting us over here versus mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, over there, it seems to be more of a literal persecution yes. um, versus here, we have a big problem, like, in our, like for example, like in our phones. Mm-hmm. Um, complacency. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, complacency. Um, so would you like to touch a little bit about like the, the evil sense over there or, or the persecution? Yeah, um, in, in, in a lot of the areas we're at, religion is, is big. It's the order mm-hmm. of the day. 
and it's anywhere from uh, there. There are very many. There are true Christians in the villages that, that really understand and believe and, and live. But then again, there are those who they were. Are are you a Christian? Yes. How do you know? Oh, I was born this way. You were born again this way. No, I, my mom and dad, they born me this way. I'm a Christian. Mm. So who's God? Uh, he's the guy we pray to. You know, it's that type of Christianity. Right. It's very, there, there's not even existent. It's it's a religion at best. All the way down into the depths of Islam, we, we, we literally rub elbows with people who are very infamous. You hear about them on the news. They're killing each other for the sake of the purity of religion. So you've got that spectrum of, of religious people over there. Okay, one of the things I have realized in, in our United States, or in, in America, I don't know that we're united anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we seem to be so far apart on so many things, but religion is one of the things that we're definitely in this country not united on. And what happened is uh, people got sensual of, of the feelings Okay, over there, it's, it's very much the same thing. Well, when Satan sees an open door, he goes in. He, he doesn't, he's not bashful. He goes in and he establishes his kingdom. And he does everything in his power to thwart anything good that's happening. And uh, we see it a lot. Our guys, all of us have had death threats. We've been run out of areas just simply for teaching God's word. Uh, I don't know how many times we've been asked to leave an area or told to leave an area. And when we start to try to talk to these religious people about why they want us to leave, I've heard this literally. They say, well, if if you continue to teach the truth, we will lose all of our people. Hmm. (laughs) Why is it that they recognize it as truth? Right. That's interesting. They don't even know it, but they recognize it as truth. You, that, is, that is spiritual. See, and, and God tells us in his word, our fight is not with flesh and blood. It's with the evil forces of darkness. And over there, those evil forces of darkness are in your face. What's the passage um, where Paul is walking into the city and there's this demon-possessed girl mm-hmm. that's following him. Yes. And she's saying, this is Paul. He's preaching Christ. And he casts the demon out of her. Mm-hmm. And then the men in the town are mad. Yes. Not because he exercised the demon, but, you know, she was their source of income. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she I was She was thinking. a sideshow attraction. Yeah. Yes. So when they Absolutely. say, hey, if, you take, if you preach the truth, we're going to lose our people. Yes. So that was reminded we, of... We have a situation right now. One of the... Uh, he was a, a, a chief in an area, and he passed away. And in that area, they actually allow the people in the area to have a say in who will be the new chief. Now, there is a, a lineage of, of the chieftaincy, and it's a, it's a family thing. It's passed down. It's, it's uh, very much a royal family type thing. Kind of like and this And <laughs> there's two guys right now that are qualified in all aspects to be the chief in that area. One of them has accepted Christ, and he uh, is wanted by the people to be the chief. 
the other one has actually caused us problems. He found out that there are believers in that area and tried to talk the, the council of a, of a bigger area into forcing all the people who were known as Christians to turn over their lands and flee. And he also wants to be the, the chief, the king in that area. And it's funny because he has no support. <laughs> and they have called one of our people and said, hey, if you would just like set, tell people that you like us and would, should vote for us, we, we know we will, we will win the chieftaincy. And our guy said, like, but why would I tell them that? You're, you're opposed to us. You see, the, they even recognize right. the power of goodness over the power of darkness. And it's so interesting to watch that as it unfolds. And like our guys, all four of them, as much as they have gone through the, I mean, I've seen things happen to these guys that just, man, it just, it just kept me awake at night, many, many, many nights. I, I generally get on, if I'm coming back to the States, when I get on that airplane, if, if I can get unwound enough, I, it's, it's, if I go from there straight to the States, it's about an 11-hour flight. I can get on that flight. I can almost sleep those whole 11 hours, even in, you know, as uncomfortable as a plane is. But watching these guys go through what they have gone through, there are times when I, I get almost angry at myself even for what I viewed Christianity in America as for many years. Because these guys, like all of them, have been ostracized from their families. I, w- I would tell you a couple of stories real quick it's about too easy to be christian in america it it's well yes and no it's easy to be christianese exactly in america <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. easy to go to Not church actually. yeah it's easy to go to church it's easy to you know talk about your sunday school it's easy to talk about your church it's easy to do all the things that are superficial in in a, in, a, in christianity or I guess we should say religious religiosity. religiosity, religianity. Okay, but to truly live in America in a, in a Christian lifestyle is actually getting tougher and tougher. Right. And we just had this conversation over there. Adu and the guys were talking the other day. They said, as hard as it is for us here now, it's going to be even harder for you all in America one day. And we got to talking about the fact that, like, okay, as a Christian, okay, me, myself, I have many friends who claim the title homosexual. Okay, I love those people dearly, truly. I love them. But I will never accept that they are homosexuals. And and what do I mean by that? That I'm going to shun them? No, not at all. I, I I want to be able to be the person that when they look at me, they realize that their affection and those same sex attractions are of the nature of man, not of the true spirit of God. And when you when you talk with these people, and you you know you say, um, you know we we love them, we love those the the people that are claiming to be homosexual. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, Jeremy said something on our podcast several weeks ago. Uh, he says, you know, there's 
There's nothing uh, worse than Christian. There's no there's bigger. N- what there's if, go ahead. no greater hatred yeah. than Christian love. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's very yeah. true. And, it, and yeah. it's because of the way we treat those people. So it when, is. You, when you talk to those people, you talk to them probably just like you talk to anybody else. Absolutely. You don't bring up their sin all the time. No, and no. It's like it's like I don't go to I don't go to Eli and talk about how horrible he is about his lying. You know, you <laughs> or, oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Like but like I don't, I don't do that. He I'm knows. Put it's a disclaimer wrong. on there that Eli's not a. He's not. I a liar. mean, he probably Eli us. is a liar. No, <laughs> Eli's my man. I've never sinned. What anyway, you say? I've never sinned. I've never sinned. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm proud to say I'm the most humble man you've ever met. <laughs> no. I'm proud Do to not say. <laughs> I think we've got um, a fire insurance. One of the things, we have yeah, lightning insurance? When, <laughs> yeah, when we, go, when we go into the villages or when we talk to people and we share the word with them, one of the things that we do not do is comparative, argumentative discipleship. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things that I will bring to their attention, okay? And here's one of them. And this 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 happens over and over on almost every religion. Some are extremely parallel, okay? There was no doubt and is no doubt that the man we call Jesus in the English vernacular, Yeshua, there is no doubt he lived. There's no doubt that he was heralded. There's no doubt of the miracles he did. There's no doubt that he was uh, arrested. There's no doubt he was scourged, hung on the cross. And and literally, there's no reason for any doubt that he arose again. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had hundreds of, even more than a thousand witnesses. And then we have that biblically and secular. Right, exactly. That's what yeah. the, the, the like biblical narrative, sources. The, the, the written narrative, the, the, the oral accounts, and oral accounts at that time, if, if, you were, if you were lying about something, you'd be stoned and killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to maintain that. Okay, we have, we have archaeological evidence. We have all that. We have the canon record in the Bible. We, we have, you know, and, and Josephus is the big one, but there's several others. Have you read Tacitus? Yes, that's my favorite. When we get so, on, when we get on to the defend part of mm-hmm. our DDS faith, mm-hmm. um, we're really going to hit this part because you know one of the things that I that I like to teach on when it comes to the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus is we can actually prove his resurrection beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. So essentially, in a courtroom, I, I could prove it. Absolutely. Um, can I give it empirically? No, I can't. No. Well, um, but you know. We have secular sources. I could use all secular sources and prove it. You can. And that's what, when we walk in, I will tell them that. I'll say, okay, we know that. Okay, now then, 600 years later, one guy said, well, it's not true. (laughs) Uh, By the way, I've been called as a prophet, and none of this is true. And let me tell you what the truth is. Yeshua was never hung on a cross. Yoda was. Judas was. Mm. There was, there's no evidence for that. None, right. period. There's nothing written, said. There's no archaeological proof. Everything tells us that Judas did what? Hung himself. So we, we took all of the truth, and now billions, not millions, not hundreds of millions, but billions follow a lie. And here's the thing. Satan is the greatest liar. They will defend it with their life. Mm-hmm. And that's why people say, you know, they, we put a, a, this e- emphasis on, you know, greater love than this has no man that he give lay down his life for his friends. And, and what they don't even understand, he's not talking about dying for your friends. That passage about living for them, give your life for them. Right. 
be that evangelist, evangelist, I was, I, was trying, I was going to use a different word, but it's not the right word. <laughs> uh, be an evangelist. Be a discipler. Be someone who makes, builds, and upholds discipleship. That's what he's talking about. Okay, they're willing to kill and be killed for a religion. That's totally false. So when we walk in, what we want to do is share with them the truth of God's word. And that when they know it, they know it. And whether they accept it or not or are willing to receive that truth, then it's on them. Okay. It's, it's, we, I've been amazed at, at the, the spectrum of people that the minute they hear that word, they, they just have to lay their life down and take up the spiritual life in Christ and follow that way. Yeah. And then there's others, and we have, we, one of a man. I, I just I thank the world of him. He is such a wonderful person, but he has told me two, at least two times, maybe three times. He knows it's all true. He he understands it. He's he he, he can't accept it though. He wants um, to do whatever he wants. He's to do. big in the mosque in that area. He owns a business in that area, and he's a guy that has means, and he doesn't want to lose all that. Yeah, he's willing to give up everything for nothing because he thinks nothing is something because of the natural versus the spiritual and that's what we try to make them understand we're not here for this life we're here for christ's sake that should be in the bible somewhere (laughs) yeah so when you're doing your ministry you Mm -hmm. get off the plane you get there um i'm assuming you have some people that you're discipling and then oh, maybe yeah. those people are also making disciples and yep. whatnot. Or do you go around and you're just trying to make get like a bunch of people in and say, "Hey guys, I need you guys to pray this prayer and uh, believe it, <laughs> believe it for real," you know? And then we, uh, we'll just say, "You don't have to believe it, you just we, repeat it." What do you do? Well, we 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 tell them if they'll uh, if you'll follow Christ, he'll give you a big house and nice <laughs> cars and lots of money, and you'll be beautiful and handsome and heal your sickness. Yeah, he'll heal all your sicknesses yeah. and. <laughs> All that we do that because it's like a good lead in, and then when they you know, come to us, we say, "Ah, just kidding." No, we do not do that. We what do I not like do to that. do? No, no, no. If that what? were the case, this man ain't saved at all. No. What? What? We, exactly. There you go. No. Well, hey, you think about it. Love. What? So what do we do? I come down off the plane. We we do have. Well, there's four men. That it's funny if uh, uh, all of us came from four different areas, four different ways of getting to the point that we're all together now and we're we're the five people that make up the mango tree ministries and it's so interesting to watch how we got to that point and yes uh my job it took me a while to come to this realization them and a few others these guys are with us full time we support them 100 percent, and uh their life is they have been called into ministry and that's what they do that's that's their that's their their work in this world and I pour into them. I try to help them understand all the truths of the word. Now we do not sit down. We we do at times ask you know questions come up like, okay, why is it that uh, Islam says if 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 Islam is truly following the true God, Islam says you can have four wives if you can support them all equally. So why then do Christians say you can only have one wife? Okay, so we have to go back and, and take that all the way back to the beginning of 
mankind and flesh that out and make it become real to them. So when you're dealing with people who are coming from religions that are not true to God's rightness, God's righteousness, they're going to have all this baggage that they bring with them, whether it's that, whether it's dress, you know, do, do women have to wear a full burqa? Do, what do men have to wear? Do you, can you wear short sleeves or do you have to wear long sleeves? Um, what about the foods you eat? Can you eat dog meat? Can you eat horse meat? Can you eat pig meat? What can you eat? What can you not eat? That's mm-hmm. what, those are the things that religion has, has brought to us, all these legalistic things. What we do, I pour into these four guys and, and a couple others that have come very close, and, and we all work together and, and minister together. I pour into them, and then the four guys that God has called to this ministry full-time, we, like I said before, we're touching in seven different nations right now, 13 different language groups. These guys then go out into those areas, and they take audio Bibles, Jesus videos. We take these micro SD cards, and we put uh, a lot of biblical teaching. Everything we do is grounded in the Word. We do not do anything that's not biblically backed. We, we do not go in and do something, and, and then when, if they do go back and are, are tagged as Christians, and a lot of times the people, when they come to accept Christ, they do not, we don't, we don't want them to go in and beat on their chest and say, hey, me, big, big Christian man now. We don't want them to do that. We want them to grow, just like Paul did. We want them to spend that time and be, be discipled, and we want them to grow and learn so that at a certain point we know they will be they will be known yeah. for who they are. So when they when they come that way and people ask them questions, the only answers they can give them is biblical, and that's where they can. So that's what I do. That's what our guides do, and in that process, we learn how to meet needs, and that goes back to the good deeds that God yeah. has predetermined for us to do. Now you mentioned uh, like some do's and don'ts and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I know that. You know, being in the ministry for the last several years, um, it's always been about, why don't you teach morals? You need to teach them good morals. Hmm. I'm like, that's not the purpose of Christianity. The purpose of Christianity is having a relationship with Christ. And if you have that relationship, you will have good morals. Yeah. Like, those will come naturally. You don't have to teach good morals in the church. You exactly. need to teach Jesus. Exactly. Um one of the things that, well, okay, this goes back to our name. Our, our ministry name is Mango Tree Ministry. And it's been kind of funny because a lot of people don't grasp that. They're just like, why? Why, why Mango Tree Ministry? And I do last. We were at the hospital. We, we, we work with a group of people in the area, and there's a hospital there. And we're really close with them. We really enjoy being there with them, ministering in that area. They help us. We help them. Um we were there one time, and a doctor, visiting doctor, came in. He was talking to Adu, and he goes, "What's the name of your all's ministry?" And he said, "Mango Tree Ministry." And he goes, uh, "Why not Apple Tree Ministry?" <laughs> and Adu goes, "Because we don't have apple trees." <laughs> <laughs> and and how we got our name is literally just what you were talking about. Okay, we the first two places I lived and where the ministry was taking place, one of them was was a place called Hutegi. That just means who a uh, new house. And it was our new house, and we were there. And uh, both those places had mango trees in the yard. And over there, they always build walls around all the, the, the houses and compounds so people can't come in and rob and steal. And 
And we noticed that in both those areas, people would, they wanted those mangoes really bad. And, and the mangoes over there are really good. They're sweet. They taste really, oh, wow, they are great. <laughs> and uh, people come over all the time, man, I, I love mangoes from this country or that country. And then they eat the mangoes we have, and they're like, wow, these are better. <laughs> and so we were noticing everybody was trying to steal our mangoes, not realizing if they'd have just walked through the gate, we didn't care. I mean, we had hundreds of the things laying on the ground that if somebody didn't eat them, they were going to rot. So we wanted them to take them, but they would climb across the wall. And one day we were having this Bible study at, at Hutegi, and, and we had about, there was about 12 or 15 of us there. And we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control and mangoes against such things there is no (laughs) law and we were talking about when when those are the those are the fruits god those are god's the fruits of god's spirit that manifest themselves in us and through us and when people look at us if we're filled with god's spirit what do they see love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control that's what they see they desire that Nobody can tell me they don't desire goodness. And by the fruit, you can tell what type of tree it was. Like an apple tree is not going to grow oranges. And orange, do oranges grow on trees? <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, well, they do. <laughs> an orange tree is not going to grow yes. apples. Here's the thing. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. Well, we're there. totally leaving yeah. that. Yeah, when, you, uh, when, you, when, when that fruit is manifest in us as humans, okay, obviously, what are we told? We're not living in the natural world. We live in the spiritual realm. Right. Okay. That fruit is manifest in us in that when we have that, if you love someone, are you going to be abusive to them? No, you're not. If you're kind, are you going to do harsh things to people? When someone is suffering and and, and the, the fruit of gentleness is manifest in you, are you going to kick them around or are you going to be kind to them? When when someone is a, is a, is following a false religion, are you going to try to argue them down or are you just going to show them truth? Right. And that's what we do. Well, we were talking about that, realizing at the time we were having this conversation, and we, we had already kind of got it formed us into a ministry. We, we kind of knew who we were. We didn't know exactly the direction that he was sending us at that time. We knew who we were. And it was funny because something came up one time about, well, what do we even call ourselves? And as we're having this conversation about the fruit of the Spirit and how it does produce the manifestation of the fruit in us are our works. Those good deeds he predetermined for us to do. It all the Bible just continues to prove itself and, and prove itself over and over. So we're having this conversation. We look down and this old man is, is lifting this little boy up on the wall to, to go and quote steal our mangoes, which we would have <laughs> gladly and that was funny because like literally uh sixty feet down the wall was a wide open gate so people could walk in and get the mangoes. <laughs> but the guy didn't know it. So he's boosting the kid over the wall to go and quote steal our mangoes. And I, and I don't even, we don't even remember who said it, but somebody said, wow, if we're truly of God and, and indwelled by his spirit, then because of what we see, these people, they want these mangoes so bad, they will huh. want what's within us so bad that if we live in accordance to God's spirit, we'll just call ourselves the mango tree ministry. That's awesome. And that's how that came about. And so my job is to help them realize how do we allow these 
the fruit of the Spirit to manifest itself in us in all situations. Well, and see, that's that's the point right there. That's what I was trying to—I couldn't think of it. Um, but it's the fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. not the fruits of our labor. Exactly right. If the right. Spirit is exactly. within us, we will have these fruits, yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not about teaching good morals. It's not about learning them. It's about the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of us and what we do. We we, we go through that that one a lot, you know, because in, 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 in a lot of areas we're in, immorality is huge. Lying, there's certain areas we're in that lying is just expected. I mean, it's it's not that all of them are liars. I'm not saying that. But you can, <laughs> you, you, can you can lie. <laughs> you can lie, and, and everybody's just like, okay, they won't call you out on it. Even it's though even they know your you're name. lying, he lie, and huh? it's even in your name. He's right. He wow. lie. Yeah. He so, lie. Yeah. Just put he, an H in the front. He yeah. lie. He lie. He lie. Yeah, I see yeah. it. So we're we're trying to teach our guys, you know, that that you know when when we're truly indwelled by, by the Spirit, it, how can you do those things and tr- and still say you're a minister of His Word because right. His Word says yes is yes, no is no. Let your let let the truth be known from you, and. Uh, it's been really interesting to watch our guys because you know, the religions they're coming out of them are all works-based. Mm-hmm. And the manifestation of your good works is you may, upon your death, get an opportunity <laughs> to go to heaven. Mm. And that's the best you're ever going to get. Right. And that's if you work hard enough and do more good than bad. But like we said last week, those kind of religions make manly sense. That's, and that's all they make. And, you know, it's, I tell people all the time, we use this over there a lot. People say, but I believe in God. Oh, congratulations, you're tied with the devil and his demons. <laughs> <laughs> now you have the same religion they have. And Eli. And, and Eli. Eli. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you, when you truly are in, in, indwelled by the Spirit, and that's, that's what we would say Christianity, a follower of, of Christ, the anointed one, when, when, you're, when you are dwell by the spirit how then can you want to be immoral how can you want to be a liar how can you want to be a thief how can you want to be an adulterer how can you want to do those things if god's spirit dwells within you? well that's the natural side but we're yeah. to do what we're to shun that side push right. it aside we're to live in the spiritual realm and that is hmm, the fruit of the spirit and see that that brings up one of my favorite pieces of scripture uh, when when paul really starts he explains to the Roman church uh, that, you know, he he's struggling. He is struggling between the, the fight between the spirit and the flesh. He's got, he says, you know, I do the very thing that I don't want to do. I do the things that I yeah. hate, but I want to do them, but I don't want to do them. And it's like, it's this just, this war that he has in between himself. What? And, I, and that's what we all go through. I, t- I talk with a lot of young younger people and, and adults as well, and they talk about, you know, moral failings i don't want to do this but i just can't stop it's because that's all you're thinking about (laughs) your your whole thought process don't do don't do don't do don't do and the more you dwell on that the more you do (laughs) so turn your thought away from that and and let's look back at the word and let's get involved in something that is the antithesis of that let's go to the opposite side and let's see what happens because you're going to fail you're human paul actually makes that point and, yes. and he says, sin, taking opportunity, condemned me. And yes. it's kind of like the thought process of, you know, when you say, do not, 
look behind you. You know, everybody wants to look behind them. Yeah, then everybody. <laughs> we we yeah. all want to look behind. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they, if they, if they're a good student of yeah. your class, rather than it, they'll, they'll hold their phone up and look in the reflection of right. The, you and know, he, well, he's talking about you know the law. And yeah, how he's like the law is good. Yes. And it's just, but oh, what is the law? Don't do this. Don't do that. You know. And he says, and then sin taking opportunity condemned well, me and, because it was it was the not wanting to do it, the, mm-hmm. my heart of rebellion. Yes. That made me want to do it. So if you're getting there and you're like, okay. Moral failing, like you were talking about. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Dang it, I did it. Yes. Yeah, okay, tomorrow, start again. Not going to do it. Yeah. Not going to It's like, it's not going to work. Not going to work. It will not work, no. ever. <laughs> and, and that's exactly, that's why I tell, tell people all the time, you know, concentrate on what's right. Exactly. It's like, I, I, I laugh when I'm in, in West Africa. Uh, one of the nations we're in, it's kind of funny. Uh, they are very, they're, they're very mono-focused. What they, what they look at is, it's where they go, walking, driving. And I say the, the toughest part about walking in that area is they drive to what they're looking at. When you're a six-foot-tall white dude, they're looking at you. <laughs> 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 I have dove out of the way so many times. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost funny at times. They're, they're, they're not bad people. They just, you know, it's, it's kind of a new like, car started showing up not long ago, and, and it's kind of funny. Um, that's exactly the way in America, especially, and in, throughout the rest of the world, religion, Satan does this. He has taught us that, you know, we, we understand the difference between the law and grace, okay? And then one of the things we teach a lot is because a lot of them, you know, uh, a lot of religions, and one of the ones we deal with, Islam even, they don't believe that the New Testament is, is right or good or anything else. There is some historical significance in it, and that's about it. But they really, they actually go, and even like even uh, Abraham, you know, they will say, okay, yeah, Abraham, that story is true up to the point. They believe Abraham took Ishmael up on the mountain, not Isaac. And, of course, we know historical narrative all the way through all those thousands of years. We know what the truth is. Okay, so they they want to to follow that, and so they that's where the law came from because you know then and you had Moses show up with the Ten Commandments and all this stuff, and then and then it just started going and going and going, and even like in in the Jews, you know it's 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 interesting that when Jesus was born, how many knew that the Messiah, the Anointed One, was coming, and yet how many of them missed it. It, it was not, they had built it into something that it was not. And, it, and especially in America, how many people have said, oh, and they say the New Testament, the New Testament. So the Old Testament now is done away with. It's over. It's finished. It's completed. Right. Well, yeah, it is kind of completed in a sense. That's maybe not the best word. Okay, it's fulfilled. Jesus is the end of the right. law. Now, oh, oh, so the law is over? No. No, he's the goal. <laughs> Yeah. of the law his righteousness his perfection is what the law was trying to do was teach us to live in perfection we are human he is deity he could do it we cannot so his perfection made us to appear perfect before or complete is a better word before god that we may have our sins removed and and taken to heaven and it's so interesting when you see these people that are adamantly opposed to that type doctrine. They they want it to be that their works 
and, 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 and understand this. I'm about to say something here. I want you to understand if, if you happen to be a Mormon and you're listening to this, uh, I love you greatly. I have lived in Salt Lake many times. I understand your religion very well. Uh, I have a lot of respect and love for you, but here's the thing. Even the Mormons say that salvation is as this. After as much as you can do, God's grace saves you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, let me tell you what you can do. <laughs> and as much as you can do is die and go to hell. Well, you know That's what? That's it. <laughs> your works are filthy. Right? The best thing you've ever done in your life is a is a filthy rag. Well, one of the ar- arguments in that, like even if you even if you don't take that scripture in, in, into reference, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, okay, you're you're supposed to be doing good all the time. Okay, so. You know, uh, one of the arguments is, you know, have you ever gone to a movie theater? Well, yes, I did. I went to see a movie. Um, and they say, well, weren't you perfectly capable of going out and telling people about Jesus and giving more glory to God than going to that movie? And we're like, well, yeah. Well, then you stand condemned based on your own theology. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing, you know, we, we've gotten to the point, especially in, in, in our America right now, we've gotten to the point where people are afraid to share the gospel, the good news, because... We have we have let it get to the point where nobody can defend anything because they don't know what to defend anymore. Right? You know, like you, they let everybody everybody has hijacked the Bible. They have taken God's word, God, Yahweh. They have taken His word. This is the most power. The, the Bible, God's word, is the most powerful force, the most powerful weapon ever. Period. Yeah. Okay. It is. It's the only. I tell people all the time, we're, we're soldiers of Christ. Okay. Our our job is to wield His word. When people say, "Oh, the the, the greatest weapon a Christian has is prayer,", prayer. <laughs> I knew you were saying. That. No, it <laughs> is not. Prayer is not a weapon. What am I supposed to pray against my enemies? God, condemn them. Send them straight to hell. Damn them. No. And now we gotta bleep that out. Wait again. <laughs> Damnation is not a foul language word. Damnation to damn someone is that was an. Or 1611, by the way. I'm aware. That's right. Okay. It's a good King James word. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. anyway, I, I, but anyway, what we what, here's the thing: <laughs> that we have taught our people that you know the law, the law, the law, the law, the law. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't don't drink. Don't cuss. Don't right. chew. And don't date girls that do. And we we've got everybody on the checklist thing. And so so when they when they go out into the world. And they they, they 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 literally the world can beat up a, a, an average churchgoer quicker then you can step on ants at a picnic because they don't understand. You know, like we talk about gentleness. I want to be a gentle man. I really do. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. If someone walks into a a sanctuary, and, and I don't want to get into that word right now, but let's say a church, and, and they start doing immoral acts in that, I'm, I'm going to, however it takes, get them out of there. We, we as humans, in our, in our desire to, to bring honor and glory to God, have set aside a place that we're going to go and hopefully truly worship. Mm. Hopefully we're going to truly worship, not just be involved in, quote, churchy-like activities. If, if, that, if we have done that, just like in the Old Testament when they would go out and build an altar and, and worship God, we, and, they would, and they would make these places in, in, in their in their world, kind of, a, it, it was sacred to them, and we need to hold that. Okay, Jesus walked into the temple and did what? He cleared his throat really loud, and he said, excuse me, please. 
I'm going to need you all to kind of tone it down and no. not sell stuff. He and, had a committee <laughs> meeting. <laughs> probably, probably did. Probably, it probably took a month to get to this point. What a month? <laughs> yeah. But I've never seen anything move faster than six reckon, months in a church. Okay. Or do you he, think he fired off an anonymous letter, yeah. which, well, you know, which has to be in here wait, somewhere? Uh, Jeremy, do you reckon that probably he had some of the disciples <laughs> write like resignation letters for the for the people you know, selling in the, probably, in the probably, temple? Probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Jesus that walked in, and what did he do? He fashioned a whip with cords. Yes. And he drove them out and turned out. He destroyed Flip their the livelihood. He he released their animals, their blemished, no account, disgusting. My favorite se- part about that story is the part where everybody leaves out with the whip. Like yes, he chased them he out with a cha- whip. He whipped them. <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> it was. But okay, now now we have to reconcile gentleness again yes. and kindness again. And and the average person in the church today, when they stand up for the truth, I don't believe. And and this is what happens. I've told you right now, I don't believe in homosexuality, but I love my friends who are homosexual. I will not insult them. I will not degrade them. I will never allow anybody else to do the same. Don't hurt them in any manner. Why? I'll tell you why. Because God loved them so much, and he demonstrated his love for them Mm -hmm. in the fact that he sent his son, the anointed one, Jesus, the Messiah, that he would die on a cross and God would raise him from the dead, that they could accept and believe and be Christians also and be purified and be cleansed and healed from that. And if God loved them that much, why shouldn't I? If God did that for them, why shouldn't I? So what happens in the church, and, and I've seen this. You all have seen it. But the church that we've all been a part of, this literally happened where a, a person in that church stood up and, and went on this tirade against homosexuality, and people were standing and clapping and cheering, mm-hmm. Amen, brother. There will not be a homosexual in this church. We will put a law into place in this church where they're not allowed in this church. And they went on this tirade, and people were standing and clapping and cheering. And when he got done, he got a standing ovation. In all honesty, I understand that those who are not Christian do not have a place in the Ecclesian church. But why would we stand and make that condemning statement against them well, if this, we really love them? This particular sin needs to go, you know? Exactly. But what about... <laughs> it's crazy. That's, would that same pastor take off as soon as church is over to Golden Corral and... Glutton. And, yeah. Glutton himself. Yeah. Oh, man. Glutton. Glutton's probably the biggest, uh, biggest okay. sin in the Christian church right here's, now. Here's the America. thing. We, we've lost discernment. We have lost the ability. And that's one of the things I love about DDS faith is defend. Okay, you have to be able to apologize. And apologize, people, apologize is not, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's a statement of remorse. Mm-hmm. Apologize is the reason I did this is this. It's a defense. And you defend your actions. You defend your thoughts. You defend your doctrine or your theology. I had a friend at a church that I was in. When I got out of college, she would volunteer in the church offices on Monday. Mm-hmm. And she was the epitome. Like, if you described what Mrs. Santa Claus looked like, <laughs> this is what little Miss, <laughs> this is what Ms. Warren looked like. Round face, gray hair, and her glasses and everything. Uh-huh. And there was one particular Monday, the youth pastor had had a very challenging meeting with some of his parent volunteers the night before. Uh-huh. So, we were in the office, and he was kind of venting, and um, 
and we were just kind of, you know, given the state of the ministry at the moment. <laughs> state of the union. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not favorable at that time because uh, there were a lot of people in the church who were not bearing the fruits of faithfulness and gentleness uh-huh. and kindness. And uh, so as we were venting our frustrations, little Miss Warren said, now, fellas, what would Jesus do? And I looked at her and I said, Miss Warren, that's not the question you want to ask because no. <laughs> whipping people and flipping tables is certainly within the realm <laughs> of what the realm. Jesus did. Yes, yes. Preach. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's it's funny because, like, myself, you know, I've done these things and, and the guys get kind of tickled at it because I'm, I'm getting older now. Okay, 40 years ago, I got involved with the uh, Guy Blountville, who's a really good, godly Christian man, David Collins, and I, I went to his martial arts school and, and enjoyed it and learned a lot. And um, now here I am at this age, and I still think I'm that same twenty-something-year-old guy. <laughs> and your and, body's like, no, yeah, we're and, older now. Yeah, and my body's like, dude, and they laugh because I was coming out of a crawl one night. We go into the inner city a lot of times. It's kind of a slums and ghetto area, and. A lot of the people we minister to, that's where they sleep. When, when the market's all closed and, and they, they pack everything away, then they go and lay on the tables and stuff, and that's where they sleep. And we'll go down a lot late at, in the evening and night and minister to these guys and, and share with them and, and see who's sick. If Do we need to get medicine for them? You know, what's going on in their world? Because they're outcasts. They're social outcasts. They're, they're hated. They're despised. Nobody loves them. They, 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 they smell bad. They don't you know, have an opportunity to clean very well. And so, Fire so ministers. we were coming back. Yeah. Yeah. They may be Baptist. No, but anyway, we were, uh, I think you mean resigned yeah. ministers. Yeah, resigned. Yeah. Sorry. But I, I was walking Forcefully up fully resigned. Yeah. I was walking up through, through an area and there's a big area there and it's kind of dark and the power was out that night and it was very dark and I'm alone, just me. And, and these two guys walk up and one of them's pretty good sized fellow. He's taller than me and pretty broad. And, and, and they said, hey, hey, Mr. White, come, come, come. <laughs> so I'm just walking. They walk right up to me and got right in front of me. And they're like, hey, 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 my man, you get money, huh? I said, I don't have anything for you. Oh, you get money. You're white, man. You get money. I said, I don't have money for you. Oh, we will take your money. <laughs> well, that just that just blew all over me. And I was like, well, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I said, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm going home. If you're going to take my money, you better get started taking because I don't think you can take it. And I'm going to kick your backside. And you're going to be laying in the street when I walk my happy little self to my house and now, fix my dinner so and, and go to bed. <laughs> and, the, and the littler of the two looked over and he grabbed the, the bigger one by the arm and he goes, hey, wow, this old man is crazy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and they sprinted down the road. down by the, It's called education side or ministry, some call it. And it was funny because then I was telling Adu and them about that. And they're like, you do that a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And, and they were laughing about it. They said the first time or two they ever see me do something like that, they were stunned. And 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 we we got into the conversation about what is you know when when you talk about gentleness and kindness and goodness, yet defending yourself against evil. And see, we're not preparing our people to go out of our churches today, and and walk up to a person <laughs> and say, you know, I want to I want to share the good news of, of Christ with you. We don't train them at all. We don't, and 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 you know, and we 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 devotionalized them to death. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've taught them to look at the beauty of the sunset and the sunrise, which is great. Well, sunset, sunrise, I don't need to see them. 
Uh, they, sun, sunrise would be a lot better if you come later in the day. Amen. But uh, anyway, um, the uh, we're that's what we're trying to teach our guys how how to defend their faith and how to live it in in a true biblical way, so that those who are looking at them, who are looking at me, because it, it's funny, some of the people that we have really stood up hard against, myself even, uh, they come back later. There's actually a respect when you stand for what is true, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it is, just like Jesus, when he drove those people out of his father's house, which is the house of prayer for all the nations, they they had to understand the res- there, there is a respect for that. There is a honoring of that, and that is honoring to God. So that's what our job is, to teach these people God's word so that they're filled with the Spirit, so that the fruit of the Spirit is manifest in them. And in, in, in that, people come to them and they say, what is this I see in you? I want it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my job. Whether it's with health care, we, we help people send their kids to school. We, we help people buy food for their families. Like right now in, in, in some of the areas we're in, there's basically a, 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 a famine in, in some ways. There's... There are people, I just read a story, one of the areas we actually minister in, uh, they've got about 40% of the food capacity they need. And so what happens is because we did this global economy, the people in those areas coming in to sell rice and oil and stuff to cook with, they realize they can take that same product to another area and get more money out of it. Well, now it's a scarce commodity in that area. So what have they done? They have as much as doubled and tripled the price. Wow. So the people who are low income, people who are living on a dollar a day, a dollar and a half a day, all of a sudden they're faced with buying a bag of rice that would feed their family for a couple of days that costs more than they're going to make in a week. And so what we're trying to help our guys understand is we need to live in such a way that when they see us and know us and when they accept Christ as their Savior, they understand that God will provide for them. And in not in a name it and claim it, prosperity gospel type of way, but just like he did for Elijah, just like he did for Paul. And people say, well, what do you mean he provided for Paul? I mean, he was in the prison. Well, I don't I don't read anywhere where he said he was hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was at times. Yeah. Because he, he said it. I've learned what? Be content. Be content. Whether he had abundance or he had nothing. And so that contentment, that's what we're trying to teach our people to live in. Yeah. So we're pushing time, so we're going to split this into two, two parts. Um, so the next part you're seeing is next week. So see you guys next week. Sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger. I know you're dying to hear the rest. We don't even know oh, where this is going to yeah, stop. That would be cool. Yeah. But nobody his age would understand it. Is it at the end of the video? Put the words "to be continued." I know. I was thinking the same thing, and yeah. then like same, next time on DDS. Same <laughs> bat time, same yeah, bat channel. But, but see, everybody his age, they do streaming. All right, guys, we'll so see you next week. Can watch true. the whole thing. Boy, it's true. Say it. All right, guys, we will see you next week. And you can. Thanks leave. for listening. For more information on DDS Faith Ministries, please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media. Thanks.